should be places for fostering a diverse and fact-based discussion of various perspectives. They're not for, uh, for planting seeds for a divisive political agenda. This legislation, while well-intentioned, unduly would restrict important but challenging conversations that otherwise should occur in classrooms. My opinion is based partly on the testimony of teachers who testified about the unnecessary pressure, intimidation, and uncertainty it would create for them. Trust our teachers, one testified. That from the Senate floor today, the bill passed on an 18 to 4 vote in the Texas Senate. It, of course, now heads to the House, but without a quorum in the House of Representatives, no action can be taken. You know, I personally, like, if we're being honest, I personally, as a black man in America, love waking up at like 7, 8 o'clock in the morning and seeing that the KKK is trending on Twitter. And you already know it's some fuck shit. And then you click on it. You know, you go to the trending topic and you, you find out why the KKK is trending on Twitter at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning and can confirm it is some fuck shit. All right. You know, and, and I do, you know, being here in the South, being in Atlanta, you know, I have a KKK story. And, it, you know, it's ironic that they dress up in sheets like it's Halloween. Because it's like I have a ghost story, you know, but I do have, a, you know, a KKK story that I've shared before, but I've not shared on this podcast before. I don't even remember when, but it, it was a long time ago, but it was laid out. We were uh, not very far from where we lived and it was late. It was dark and we're driving down uh, one of the main roads in the area that we lived in and we're tr about to pass this trailer park uh, home. Uh, well, Trailer Park neighborhood. Uh, and at the time, there was a middle lane. Now, if you go there today, it, there's a median set up, uh, like trees and, and grass kind of like separating the to and fro traffic. But at the time, it was a middle lane. And we, as we're getting closer to like that Trailer Park neighborhood, um, we can see there's a car. And the flashers are on, you know, the hazard lights are on. And we can see that like the truck, the trunk is open. And we can see uh, like two or three people in the trunk. And then as we got closer, we can see, oh, it's a KKK and they're putting on their their uniform or whatever, their cloak. You know, they're they're getting dressed, you know, and and whatever, you know. But but yeah, so uh, we we saw the KKK, and it was not just me. It was like uh, probably like five of us in the car. So I got witnesses. <laughs> but you know, just being here, you know, in the South, and one just being black and black and Mexican, just just being a minority here in the South, like you you always have like experiences. Like it, it's nothing uncommon. Like you always have experiences. I like, you know you know racial experiences and that's a part of like our just growing up like that's what you know I have a lot of white friends and and like we all have like similar experiences as far as like um just different things but when it comes to like having a certain experience that you're only your race you know has those are just certain things like they they can't relate to you know and it's like sometimes there are like suppressed things like Last year was kind of like a um, an awakening within like just just American like whoa just the world that oh 
So this very like fucked up thing that happens to black people, it's like we're the little boy that cried wolf, you know, until, you know, the George Floyd video came out until everyone knew about George Floyd, you know, last year. Then everyone opened their eyes like, oh, so you aren't the little boy that cried wolf. You are, you were actually seeing, you know, wolf. But since then, I've had a lot of conversations with, you know, some of my uh, white friends uh, about, you know, the the black experience in, in America. A lot of them have like realized like, oh, so there were kind of like prejudices. There were some prejudices that I've experienced, you know, maybe have been on the opposite side of kind of like coming to the realization that they had lived within, you know, prejudices. They've uh, kind of not, they've, I guess, profiled or like th- there was kind of like this growing up, this uh, undertone of racism that they hadn't realized like, oh, this is actually racist. Like it was just kind of like their every day, their day to day. And, you know, I'd be lying if I, I said it was just only one, like it, there, there have been a few instances like that where uh, some of my friends have realized like, oh, my parents might've been racist, you know, or like I may have, you know, contributed to like some racism or, or whatever it may be. But there, last year there was this, you know, this awakening, this enlightening, you know, period. And it really showed like a lot of like things that were already there. You know, it kind of, it was like kind of like a revealing moment. Like there were a lot of revelations that came from it. Like either you expose like, oh, I've been racist or, oh, I didn't realize I was racist or, or whatever it may be. But we always have like these experiences and like yesterday even, as recent as yesterday, you know, so I'm, I won't like, you know, necessarily out anyone or, you know, but... So I was at this this corporate, I was doing some, you know, corporate work and kind of like staging because they wanted like uh, stock photos or whatever. And I was also doing some testimonials. And one, I already know there's a hella racist, there's a lot of racism within this uh, company, I'll say. And I experienced, you know, and you know, maybe it's a trauma reaction. You know, but to laugh, like sometimes it's like, man, you can't even help but to laugh. But, you know, I'm taking photos and there's there's a musician there and she's, you know, she played her song. I'm taking I'm getting photos of her. And after she finished the song, you know, like if you go to a show in between songs during their set, if it if it's a band or if it's an artist, they will say like, um, They'll give like a story or whatever. They'll talk about uh, the song they just played or they'll set up to the song they're about to play next. And she finished her song and she's like just talking, you know, she's like, oh, that song reminds me of the, 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 those old summer days. And after she said that, she turned to me and locked eyes with me and she said, the cotton was hot and she laughed like this maniacal laugh like like a bond villain or whatever like like the joker or whatever and i'm i lock eyes with her i'm like and and maybe it is a trauma response because i just i was just laughing to myself like yo yo peggy tripping like or whatever you know 
thirties names like uh, uh Martha or 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 Mildred or Marjorie or or Eleanor or whatever. I'm like, yo, she tripping. It's like maybe she doesn't even realize like she's being racist or like nah, actually nah. I'm not even gonna defend. The, I'm not even gonna defend her. Like no, like you know that shit was racist as fuck. And and you know like to me it's like hey, just another day. You know, but like that—that's just one of those things. Like, there's like, and like one, like I f- I'm someone that finds racist jokes funny as hell. Like, I was uh, out with someone. I'm not even gonna out that person, but like I was out with someone, and they said, um, they said a racist joke, and I'm like, like they they just turned to me and said, "Why do black people love soup?" And I'm like, you, and they, they were white, and I said, you know, the next thing you say, <laughs> tread lightly, <laughs> and. and and, you know, I won't even say the joke, but, like, I, they probably don't even want me to say the joke. But it, it, it was funny, you know, and I did tell them, you, like, you might have a, you might have a, a career in comedy, you know. But I, I'm definitely someone that, like, I can poke fun at and, you know, like, I can find, you know, humor within, you know, in racist jokes. Like, but one, like, just growing up, like, you, you always have those experiences, like, racial shading, like, like Mildred or, or whatever her name was. But like, I, I told someone that experience. I'm like, yo, that shit was funny as hell though. And like, it's, it's not at all to like excuse that behavior or whatever, but it's like, one, she's old as shit. Definitely lived through the, the civil rights. You know, grandparents probably owned slaves. You know, but I can't help but laugh. Well, back to the KKK, you know, and I named the first episode of this podcast America's Most Wanted and America had KKK instead of a C, you know, and I've said before, like that was a, uh, you know, paying homage, you know, a tribute to Ice Cube's first album and actually got like a positive response from that episode, but also got some like kind of like criticism like, hey, so like maybe he's being a little edgy here and like, no. Is paying tribute to, you know, Ice Cube's first album from 1990, where he talked about, you know, a lot of what I spoke on in that first episode. So it's not, you know, necessarily being edgy and one, one of the most viewed episodes of this podcast, but um, as well as a few others. But don't be surprised this is called <laughs> America's Most Wanted Part 2, because, uh, yeah, the KKK has been trending recently and, you know... But back, back to that. There was an article published by the Huffington Post uh, yesterday at, on Monday at the time of recording. But but the headline is Texas Senate bill drops teaching requirement that Ku Klux Klan is morally wrong. And I will read it a little bit. Like, uh, and one is kind of weird that the KKK has come up a lot within this podcast. One like speaking on a little bit of the KKK and as well as like the Pierceville Prophets Ball. Maybe maybe Ellie Kemper's family's like is actually tied to the KKK a little I don't know, but there's a lot of racism going on in 2021. But um as the article, you know, says and in the episode I did say I was kinda of like a masochist and I did hate um reading out loud. But in a new political low in Texas, the Republican dominated state Senate has passed a bill to eliminate a requirement that public schools teach that the Ku Klux Klan and its white supremacist campaign of terror 
are morally wrong. The cut is among some two dozen curriculum requirements dropped in the measure, along with studying Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech, the works of United Farm Workers leader Cesar Chavez, Susan B. Anthony's writing about the women's suffragist movement, and Native American history. Critics say the state is promoting an anti-civics education. Senate Bill 3 passed last Friday drops most mentions of people of color and women from the state's required curriculum. That includes eliminating a requirement that students be taught the history of white supremacy, including but not limited to the institution of slavery, the eugenics movement, and the Ku Klux Klan and the ways in which it is morally wrong, which there are now like, I, I believe I, ju- I just read like there are like 20, 15 to 20 states that are now banning critical race theory. And, but if you recall back to the critical race theory episode of this podcast, where I pretty much just predicted that schools would no longer be teaching about uh, Martin Luther King and well, hate to say I told you so, but you know how that goes. But now by taking out the requirement of teachers teaching that the KKK was morally and is morally wrong, now teachers will, if, if they feel like it, if they, if they hired a closeted racist or out of the closet, you know, racist or bigoted teacher, they can basically just teach their students that David Duke or Richard Spencer or whoever is an American hero if they want to. And these are neo-Nazis, you know, like. David Duke is uh, high up in the KKK, like, but this, this is all like within like this agenda. And one, like I saw like recently that, uh, some States actually are in favor of bringing back the, um, the Confederacy. And like, I'm not even going to go into that because I've not done my full due diligence and, you know, done that research or, or sleuthing or, or whatever. Like I've not fully looked into that. So I'm not even going to go into that, but that is a real thing that there are people that are in favor of bringing back the Confederacy. But this is all a, like, like one, basically like there's, there's an agenda, like conservatives are, you know, especially like within the South are terrified of, you know, the progressive movement or woke culture. And like, I've been very vocal. I'm not pro, I'm not for like woke culture. Like that's, I'm just all for like self-educating and like uh, just being progressive. Like you don't have to call that a culture, like just, just be that, you know, but it's absolutely like just whitewashing, you know, American history and just whitewashing history period. And it's like, not even like taking ownership for the fucked up shit that you've done to build this country. And one, this country is built by slaves and immigrants, you know, but it's just one of those things like critical race theory is just one of those things. If you don't know your past, you don't know your future or those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. But, you know, like just in politics today, you see, you know, a lot of back and forth between the left and the right or Democrats and Republicans. And I'm like very, I've always been very vocal. Like we need to get rid of this two party system. Like I'm fall somewhere in the middle, you know, like, I have a lot of progressive beliefs more so than not. And I have a lot of there. I do have some traditional beliefs, you know, so I don't fall anywhere in, you know, this two party system. 
you know, like I'm not a Democrat, I'm not a Republican. But uh, there's a lot of this back and forth, you know, between the Democrat, the left and the right, the Democrats and Republicans that the KKK was started by Democrats. But like, if you look at today, you know, look at a lot of the neo-Nazis, they are right wing, you know, so there's a lot of this back and forth and like, while you're debating about the KKK, you're missing the entire point about the KKK, like the KKK still exists. There are neo-Nazis, there are still white supremacists. And they miss the point that this is a racist, you know, white supremacist hate group. You know, like they miss that entirely. While they're going back and forth, they miss that point entirely. But when you bring up the KKK, you can't deny like there is, they're, they're absolutely overcompensating for something, you know, that they're lacking in. Like, you know, if you know what I'm saying. But like there's absolutely a male inferiority complex. You know, like they come from, you know, traditional, you know, Southern conservative, you know, roots. And, you know, then they, you know, grew up to be called, you know, like just be childish. You know, like they call themselves Grand Wizards, Knights, Grand Dragons. Like they literally call themselves White Knights, which couldn't be more on the nose. Like, but like there, there is absolutely like something very childish to the KKK. Like they have a lore, like it's like they're like playing D&D or like they're role playing or LARPing or whatever, but like in the most like fucked up way, you know. But, you know, they're absolutely overcompensating for something like they're terrified, you know, like they, they are actually terrified. White supremacists are terrified, like the niggas are stealing our white, pure white women, you know, and like um, and there is this like true like and you see in the white supremacists that there's this real fear that like they hate to see interracial couples and like interracial couples are more, you know, than they're not, you know, especially in today. You know, but I'm definitely not, you know, making light of the KKK, but there's something super childish to the KKK. Like they, they play dress up, like they overcompensate, like they, they have to get together a group of boys. They get together, they, they burn shit. They ride horses like cowboys when black men were really the first cowboys, you know, but like, yeah, there's something like super like childish, like that, you know, it's never to make light of it, but like y'all silly. Y'all look silly out here. But, you know, I think about, like, what are the long-term effects of, you know, banning critical race theory and, and, and taking away the, the severity of the, the KKK and t- saying that it's not morally wrong. You know, taking away that fact, erasing that fact, you know, that it is morally wrong, you know. But, you know, I wonder what are the long-term effects of banning critical race theory or whitewashing American history and not even speaking on any kind of history outside of white history in the schools, you know, from K through 12, like they're absolutely going to be censoring and monitoring teachers. Like police have dash cams. Like, are we going to have class cams? But there's going to be a lot of teachers either quitting or getting fired for speaking up and, and speaking the truth because critical race theory is not a theory. It is the truth. Well, they're afraid of, you know, speaking to critical race theory, as they call it. Like, they call it, like, it's, like this doctrine. Like, it's this, like, religion or whatever. Like, no, it's just speaking the truth. It's speaking to the facts that there was slavery, that the, the Trail of Tears was real. This isn't a theory. This is facts. This is history. This is, you know, like, th- these are just facts. This is just the truth. You know, so we're going to have teachers quitting 
we're going to have teachers getting fired for speaking up and speaking the truth. And then it's just going to be harder as like as everyone becomes more progressive or, as I said earlier, woke. As everyone just becomes more enlightened and, and is learning more of the truth. And like we're still learning more about the truth like as society. Like we're still learning more about the Tulsa massacre. And, you know, we're still learning about all of this. It's going to be a lot harder to find teachers, especially to find teachers that believe what the these bills are making them teach or not teach. But you cannot deny the fact that America has a very, a very dark history, that America has a, a very dark past. And it's this is a very young country. So it's not like it's it was it's ancient history. Like this is recent. And like I've said before, like we're living still within a civil rights era. It just looks different. You know, nothing has really changed since then. You know, today makes 58 days since March, May 25th, when George Floyd last year passed away or was, no, was murdered. And just May 25th, 58 days ago, was when Joe Biden wanted to have the George Floyd Act passed. And it has still not been passed. And lynching is still not considered a hate crime. And the KKK is still not considered a terrorist group or a hate group, you know? So nothing has changed. And Biden's not said anything about the George Floyd Act since May 25th, except I would like to have this passed by May 25th. And, you know, the George Floyd Act may never be passed, you know? Well, how about this? Texas Republicans have passed a bill shredding the public school curriculum in their state, removing the requirement that students be taught about things like the I Have a Dream speech, Susan B. Anthony, Cesar Chavez, Native American history, and pretty much anything not all root-tooting white manny, which isn't entirely true. Historical white men are affected as well, namely the worst ones to ever live. The bill also removes the requirement that students be taught the history of white supremacy, including slavery, the Klan, and how those things are morally wrong. Ah, yes. Implying that slavery might not have been wrong. Classic party of Lincoln, am I right? Also, Texas, what's left to teach? Just going to be 12 straight years of the Alamo and 90s Cowboys facts. Also, speaking of Cowboys facts, if you remove all the Native Americans from history, who are the heroes of all your stories going to shoot in the back? Didn't think about that, did you? This is some real rodeo clown shit here. Clearly a continuation of their ongoing war against the boogeyman of critical race theory. They can't can't have little white kids learning anything that might make them feel fundamentally racist or whatever. All right, here's the deal. I grew up white in the South. I learned about the Klan. And whether it was from history class, my godless daddy, or John Grisham, either way, somehow I was aware that the Klan sucked out loud and dressed dumb as fuck while doing it, okay? And yeah, all the cross burnings and the lynchings made me pretty uncomfortable. They're supposed to. But I never felt personally offended by learning any of that, probably on account of I'm not in the clan. Why would I be offended by that? And some people might say, well, maybe you had ancestors that were in the clan. Well, then fuck my great-great-grandpapa if he was. Like, if that guy could find out how I would one day turn out, he might stop flogging his mule long enough to call me a queer, okay? To hell with their legacy. If you are offended to hear that the actions of the Klan were wrong, that kind of implies that you think they were right. How else do you explain it? 
these things should be taught in history classes because they happened. They really actually did happen and they mattered. And those should be the only criteria for what is taught in history class. It's like these people are just admitting. We believe that our children are so fragile that the truth might be damaging to them. And so we must ignore it and cherry pick a different reality designed for their convenience, which actually completely makes sense when you consider how these people lead their own lives and then call us soft. Kiss my ass, man. But, you know, before we get out of here, I would like to go through some of, like, just the tweets. And, like, they're, like, constantly just refreshing. You know, but, and th this first one's from Anonymous. It's been 47 days since Winston Smith was killed, and now Minneapolis has been taken over by mercenaries. The Ku Klux Klan lives on in America's racist police who targets black minorities and have no accountability. Another one. And they say California is fucked up. Texas opens up Texas way too early because of the pandemic, trying to cancel DACA, defends the KKK, and just take Cruz. Part of me wants to become a teacher just so I can move to Texas and teach kids about evolution, the KKK, birth control, and global warming. Since the KKK and Texas are in the news, a reminder that next year, will be the 100th anniversary of when the KKK infiltrated El Paso School Board and renamed several schools after Confederates and quote-unquote heroes of the Texas Revolution. Texas Republicans voted to remove disparaging language about the KKK from their public school curriculum because it has an adverse effect on recruiting. Refusing to require the KKK is bad in schools while also not requiring teaching about MLK is about as explicitly racist as you can get. The KKK were and still are evil pieces of shit. You should teach that shit. You know, and that's just a few. And there's like really no silver lining to this. And there's nothing that you can really say outside of what's already been said. Like, yeah, there needs to be a change. And yes, the system is broken or no, the system isn't broken. It's doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing. Like there's so many things and like even like Joe Biden's favorite quote, like this isn't America when yes, the fuck it is. This is America, you know, but like there's nothing that we you can say that hasn't already been said. And, you know, there is no debate whether the KKK was morally wrong or not or is morally wrong or not. You know, it, it goes back to the thing uh, we, that we've all been saying. It's not enough to just not be racist. You have to be anti-racist. You, you know, you have to be against this thing, you know. But last year was definitely one of those things that, like, it just revealed, like, where are you? Where do you stand? Do you stand with this side or do you stand with that side? And, like, there, it is, like, but pardon the pun, but, like, it, it is black and white. Either you're racist or you're anti-racist. And there is no in-between. But just last year and just the election, this past one and the one before it, like definitely like showed like where people stand. And, you know, I hope you are standing on the right side of history. You know, anyone that's listening to this podcast, like, I, I hope you are on the right side of history. You know, so just don't be on the wrong side of history. And, you know, like, I can watch that video of, of Richard Spencer, a Nazi getting punched every fucking day. I can watch it over and over. And repeat, but like I say all the time, it is part in the pun. It is critical that you do self-educate and you you learn what they're afraid of you knowing. And like it's not, it should never be controversial to know the truth of American history. Like th that should never be controversial. It is important that we 
this generation does get involved and does actually try to bring true change because there has been no real change. Like they're still trying, you know, today, they're still trying to strip away voters' rights. You know, like we're still living within a Jim Crow-esque era. So it is very important that we do get involved and our voices are heard and we do vote every chance we get and we are vocal on these situations, on these matters, you know, because it we can't have more of this because history is only ever going to repeat itself, you know, but that is going to do it for this episode. Hopefully it wasn't too heavy, you know, and maybe you, you can count how many times I say KKK. You know, I've said it more times than I'm comfortable with saying it, period. Like I, any day I can wake up and not hear about the KKK is a good day. Like, find the silver lining. There's no silver lining in that, but find the silver lining. You know, maybe yesterday wasn't the best, but you didn't hear about the KKK as much, you know, as you did today. But like I said, that's going to do it for this episode. But you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at RobertDXN and further the conversation there. And you can find this podcast wherever you find podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. But I release new episodes every Thursday, so please rate, review, subscribe, and share wherever you listen to podcasts. But until then, I will catch you in the next one. Take it easy.